All right, ladies and gentlemen, kings, queens, things, everyone and everybody in between. I am Lee from the D, back with... I'm Aaron, formerly of the D, now at NYC. And I'm Siobhan, and I'm here, you know, existing. My face hurts, so... Well, she... Oh, yeah. Well, she's formerly of the D, via the way of Cincy, and now from the NYC. Market that bars. That's a lot to say. (laughs) <laughs> it's too many bars over everything you got that you can you can do that from here on out that's too many transitions for me i've been to forget which way i was coming and going bars but yeah my face hurts so all right y'all and this is black blacks like us you don't know what doing, huh? <laughs> i'm just mad um so welcome to the fuck shit um what do we have on, I almost said, what do we have on the docket? Like it's the Queen Supreme Court. So to kick Not off- Not the Queen's but, Court, but Queen Supreme Court. Fuck Kaya. Uh, well, you know, she's trying to make new music, but you know. No shade. She got some bobs. But the- <laughs> she, <gasps> a few. Do y'all remember What's Beef? No. Uh, Trina came out with a diss song Wait, called What's Beef. No, we're actually going <laughs> to talk about Kaya. We're going to talk about Kaya later. Okay, good. So- We'll start with one, the widow Von Du. Okay, 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 okay. So, RuPaul's Drag Race star from season 12, the widow Von Du, was arrested in full drag. Yep, (laughs) outside of work. Outside for assault battery. It was a domestic charge. Yep. <laughs> now, of all of this, this is what stood out to me. Because she was in the apartment with her very white partner. And there we go. Apparently told my man to leave. I guess she did. And he did not. So she proceeded to beat that ass. There we go. And when while getting arrested. She, she said, says, I beat that bitch he needs bag. to understand that his privilege does not extend to my apartment. And, and it I doesn't. am only getting arrested because he got his ass whooped. And, it, and that's exactly <laughs> what, it, when, bitch, when I tell you I saw that, I said, my goodness, this is my generation's Rosa Park. You better say that shit, bitch. It was your white boyfriend's privilege don't extend like, to I your home. Just, when she said his privilege does not extend to, and she said to my apartment. Yes. <laughs> in handcuffs oh, she was, and full drag. She was doing. Sent me. <laughs> she was doing this. Yes, to my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, though. It is true. And for, for those, and for Black folks, for Black folks, there is a level of importance that we put on home and domiciles yes you want to be what you don't want to be at peace with your things it is the one place (laughs) that for a massive majority of us that we can feel safe and comfortable and free to be and to do whatever it is that we want to be and do yes because it's the only thing we we have to ourselves in the world, it's right? Our own yes. Space in the world, yeah. You know, you step outside, our bodies are not ours. You go into your workplace, your 
being is not yours. You come home and that's yours. Hey, but you know what though? And the fucked up thing is that for every instance in our normal lives, we pay for all of that. The moment we step, the moment you step outside of the house, you are spending some kind of money in some capacity. Yep. And the one thing just that saying, you pay for cost you could, $150 a day. I was gonna <laughs> say the price of outside went up the past <laughs> year. They they because we have not been paying attention. And so I have noticed that Damn. the price of outside has gone. They they we 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 were not paying attention and they they raised the price. Yeah. Now, <laughs> outside is 150 to 200 dollars a day. <laughs> it is though. Every it time really I is. My house, I come home 200 dollars poor. Like, what the fuck did I do? I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like the drinks got stronger, but they also got like two dollars more per drink. Therefore, like you be like, oh, this tastes good. Let me get another one. Let me get another one. You'll okay, you know what back. that is? Three hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what that is is these niggas is taking a, a great goose or a Tito's or whatever bottle, and they filling that shit up at five o'clock. That's why the drinks got strong. That's that's why it's like I'm. I swear. Oh, you like, know they, That's what they doing. It's not legal, but you know that's what they doing. Yeah. It's not it's legal not to marry the same. We call it marrying, where you put empty one bottle, like the last little bit of one bottle, into another. Yeah, if it's the it's same not illegal. Thing, it's not legal yes, to do but it. But you can't put cheap shit in expensive bottles and charge the expensive price. Also, not legal to do it, but niggas do it. I'm niggas not gonna shout no names them. out, but you know these gay events in this city. It's Pride Month too. You know they. I'm gonna pride. say it's it's the pride for who. It, you got you got the worst combination cold. of people with disposable income because gay men typically have that. And we, in reality, we don't though. Compa- okay, I won't say all. I won't, I won't generalize. I won't say all gay men, but a lot of, especially a lot of gay men in this city do. Yeah. Like because We're they talking- don't have children and they have a bunch of roommates. But that's the thing, though. It's like I, I was thinking about this earlier today. It was like, who the fuck is going to take care of us? Like we gotta save this money. <laughs> so in, in thinking from that perspective, it's like you there is no such thing as disposable income. You know, I mean, I agree with you. Now I say that as someone who just bought my daughter a two hundred dollar bag for her birthday. But yeah, but you got two daughters to take care of your ass. They gonna fight over who gonna do it. No, because that's not. just how kids are. That I don't want to do it. Don't grow up and get the fuck on with her life. She's not about to be worried about me. <laughs> she ain't, she don't give a fuck about it right now. She's not about to be worried about me. I came in from getting this goddamn root canal. She walks up, she says, hey, dude, and walks away. <laughs> hey. She literally said, Bye. hey, dude, and walked off. Because everybody's dude to her. Everybody's dude. So everybody gets a hey, dude. <laughs> Hey, dude, that's it's, a deep cut for y'all. If <laughs> yeah. she called my mom, was like, "Hey, dude," and like everybody's dude to her. It's that's just... so cute. That's that's so cute. That is fucking adorable. That little one gonna get the fuck on as soon as she can. She don't give a fuck about none of us. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Uh, she gonna be sitting there. I don't know why I tried to pour that in there. That was stupid. She gonna be sitting there talking about because I'm free. Yes. Ain't no sexy and free. Making my can, own money. Get the fuck on. Right. The big one gonna be the one trying to take care of everybody. That little one gonna be like, bitch, you better figure it out. <laughs> <Hang> go. <laughs> now figure it out. 
call me if you need anything. And then when she calls, she's going to answer. Is this <laughs> going to be a, is she dying? All right, then I'm good. She <laughs> okay? She's not uh-huh. dying. Don't call me. Here, I'll send you some money. Love you. Bye. <laughs> right. <laughs> That little one about to get the fuck. <laughs> like she's not, she's not doing that. She's not doing that. You better start playing that girl Maya right now. That damn free song. Get her ass prepped up for adulthood. She be singing that shit. She walks around the house singing no scrubs. This is who okay. my child is. That's not okay, necessarily that's a bad thing. It's no, it's not. not. That's fair. It's not it's at fair. all a bad thing. But this is who my child is. I got one that sits and reads the news headlines every day. And if she's interested in the headline, she reads the story. And the little one walks around singing no scrubs and calling everybody dude. These are my kids. Okay. <laughs> okay. Little one's gonna, okay, so first, so Brooklyn's gonna read everybody to filth, and then the little one's gonna have to come in and punch everybody in the throat. <laughs> Brooklyn definitely came in this morning and was like, Kamala Harris is breaking her campaign promises. I said, uh, elaborate, please. <laughs> i don't want to get into the broken promises of the democratic party let alone kamala harris (laughs) no (laughs) no no but i mean you know she said it and she explained to me why she felt that way so i couldn't be mad I'm sure she did not come to you and say broken promises, promises. Okay. I'm sure she did not say that. No, she does um, not have a list. So no. <laughs> also, did that super group show come out yet with promises, promises? Oh. I think it's out. It's out. I think well, it's I thought out. it started tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think it's out. My issue is you know how outside is tomorrow, expensive? yeah. Outside is expensive, but inside is expensive too. Yeah. I had to check myself on how many streaming services I, I had. Nigga. And I was, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. How did I end up with eight different channels? And I'm only watching yes. two of them. So I was like, wait a minute. Something's got to go. So I had a, I had BET. I took BET off. And I took like two others off. I was like, wait a minute. Like, inside is expensive too. Where is my money going? And it is. Keep the, I keep the streaming apps because of the kids. That's fair. But now, because of our shit. That's the thing for me, too. It's like, well, I got it now. I might as well keep it because we're going to go back to something on this shit anyway. Like, so, you know, I got Disney Plus for, you know, whatever. But Brooklyn likes Legendary. So she be like, she's like obsessed with watching Legendary. And she'd be pissed if I watched it without her. So I got to keep HBO Max because of that. Like, it's like, and then... No Sade. <laughs> I love when that nigga say no Sade. Yeah, HBO, HBO Max yeah. don't even give you like an entry level option. Like at least the it rest don't. Of it's just you know, <laughs> I'm gonna say this though. HBO has always been worth it though. Yeah. They HBO HBO has some good quality programming. Yeah. But still, then, I, like, I need I need like the a five like everybody else got like a five dollar version and then like a fifteen and the with and commercials 15. and yeah and it's and if it's but five dollars paying for with commercials though I don't mind paying for commercials if that means I only pay five dollars for the service but I can't do it see the thing, I just can't see, do it but this is the thing the no commercial thing on streaming services is a scam because if it's too new you're gonna have commercials any fucking way. 
it's a fucking scam. Or they're gonna give you like Hulu with no commercials. If it's something that's currently airing, you watching commercials. If it's some original programming on any other one that's not Netflix and it's airing right now, you're gonna have commercials. So it's a scam any fucking way. Or limited except for YouTube. Except YouTube. I pay yeah, for. Might have, you might have fewer commercials, but you still got commercials. It's a fucking scam. No, I don't have any. I don't pay for YouTube. I used to, but I don't like my kids watching YouTube. So if That's I don't fair. pay for it, they can't get to a lot of the shit. Yeah. I don't like my kids watching YouTube. They watch wild shit. And also, Brooklyn likes to watch Sniper Wolf, which is one of the gamers. And she talks in a really irritating ass voice. And Brooklyn has started to pick it up. So I said, no, the fuck we're not. Tell her, have her watch Among Us with Corpse, Corpse Daddy or Corpse Husband, something like she that. watched that one too. He is. Let me tell you. All the internet went aflame. This man's voice is, is sexy. They watch the like, gamers and they watch music videos. That's all they watch on YouTube. I think it's Corpse Husband. It's Corpse she something. She would know. Um, when I tell you, even straight men were like, ooh, my pants are wet. What? What? Wait, what's happening? Like his voice was just so sexy that everyone, regardless of sexuality, was like, wait, what's your name? Say it again for me. Say it slow. Like his voice is, ugh. It just. So now that we're talking about kids, let's transition. (laughs) 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 So. Blue Ivy remains the most unimpressed child in the world. As always, as she should. But this is funny, the way she humbles her parents. So Jay-Z oh, yeah. was on whatever that LeBron James show is on HBO. The Cut or some shit. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Was. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know The Cut. He was on there. and he The barbershop show. Yeah. And you know, he's talking. And at one point, he was talking about him finding out he was in the Hall of Fame or getting going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Okay, I was going to say LeBron or Jay-Z. Jay-Z. He's going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. And he talked about when he found out. He said when he found out, he was taking Blue to school. And oh. he like looked around. He was like, this ain't no celebration. <laughs> so he, you know, she got out the car. Okay. I have to sneeze, but it keeps coming and going, you know? Oh, I thought you were talking to one of the babies. <laughs> the babies are asleep. But she, um, she gets out the car and he says, but Blue, you're not going to say nothing? Like, I'm in the Hall of Fame. So she turns around, she says, bye, Dad, and walks into the school. She does not give a flip. He's just like, what? <laughs> so she remains the most unimpressed child ever. She doesn't care about neither one of them niggas because she, she was raised in that shit and she knows. She was also worth $500 million, which makes her the youngest millionaire in history. God bless that child. And and right behind her is who is it? Uh, I don't know, Ronan and Rice or whatever they are. What are those, what are those baby things? Who the fuck is you talking about? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> But you know, Blue make her own money. Blue got a Grammy, shit. Yeah, she do got a Grammy. Because she said, talk to me when you got a Grammy at nine years old, bitch. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> so I do be worrying about Blue Ivy sometimes because her, I be wondering, like, 
because her parents do be kind of pushing her into not I don't say, oh yeah I don't want to say push her into music but we what we know Blue Ivy for her musical contributions let's say and I'm just wondering if like they're like pushing her to be something that she eventually doesn't want to be you know what I'm saying I kind of want to say I highly doubt that yeah, I don't um, think so because Beyonce has talked about how she didn't want Blue to go into music and Blue came. Yeah. Could she be on the songs? Because she didn't want to. Like she talked about how she, when Blue was first born and Jay Z did that song Glory and mm-hmm. her, she was crying on the song mm-hmm. and she didn't want that out there. She really did not want Blue. She didn't want y'all to never see her. She didn't want y'all to never hear her talk. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that part. Because it was just seeming a little funny to me. It was just like, like, they were just, they were just like getting her in music like just enough where people wouldn't say anything. But to me, I was like, wait a minute. Like, what if she don't want to do this? Like, what if yeah. she want to be like an artist or be an architect or something? Like literally anything else but but doing music. And yet, Frequently, when she comes into the spotlight, it is because of music. So, what, yeah, no, what I, we get from Blue Ivy for music, like in musical shit, is um, a lot of times it's just like background stuff of her, just like talking shit or what have you. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it's like this behind the scenes kind of thing. Even with her singing, I think it was "Lift Every Voice and Sing" on Homecoming. Yes, and, um, uh, yeah, and that like, was like a behind the scenes thing where it was just like blue like singing. She she's like, okay, yeah, that and that's what it. That's all it was. Same with brown Scott skin girl. It felt record. like she was just singing with her mama, not like it's not like okay, we're gonna record. put blue out. We're gonna yeah. put an album out. Like blue ain't out yeah. here. Like I whip my hair back and forth because hmm. she was, um, and you know, she did the audio book for Hair Love, which Brooklyn listens to all the time. Oh, did she? Yeah, she's reading Hair Love for an okay, article. And it that's is really super cute. cute. Brooklyn listens to it all the time. But she also loves that book because she has her autograph copy back there. She loves that book. She if got it's a thing of, <laughs> I don't have an issue with it if it's a thing of, okay, here, I just want you to read this book, however you read it. Or we're like dicking around with the dancers, like, hey, baby, sing. That kind of shit. That's what you're like, you know what? We're going to put this shit out and call it a day. If you're putting your child in the position Mm -hmm. where your child becomes like a cog in the entertainment machine, I get that. But I Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily feel like that blue is a cog at all. I just feel like it's one of those like, hey, so here are these cameras of things. We're already doing this shit. Hey, baby, sing real quick. Okay. Uh, Mark, cut that audio out. And then, like, put she works so much because you know, <laughs> she was put as a writer on all these songs. She was a she's, writer and producer on the, the, the Maybach. Yeah, she's put as executive producer on, on these albums. Like, I know she's executive producer on Jay-Z's last three. Okay. I know and, definitely 444. Yeah, I think the last three, because I think she's the executive producer on the one that has Holy Grail on it. Can't remember what it's called. I mean, that's smart, though. But you know, he started the song "Blue." Tell me, remind you, niggas. <laughs> but Let it's me tell like, you, I think it's, Blue I runs the girls. She I don't think it's. I think the they girls. just know who they work for. Because we all know Blue run that house. Everybody. She does. <laughs> and to and to have your child just do like these like kind of silly mundane things that normal children do. 
and to throw that shit on a record and to get them a legal writing credit yep. to it. Like literally, literally do it. Yeah. She was talking about, I'm too high for the ceiling. She was just talking. <laughs> I ain't never, never seen a ceiling in my whole life. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> just talking. It, it was just like, all right, bring your ass in this booth. We're going to have some fun. And she was just talking some shit. She said, oh, you know what? We're going to put this on wax. Because she probably never has seen a ceiling in her whole life. Just... No, because they're all far too high. <laughs> or retractable. <laughs> She owns a beehive. She is. She the literally hive has her mama the out there farming, out there harvesting honey from bees because it's like. Oh, you mean like for real? And you okay. need to figure this out. She literally got Beyonce out that. there in the beehive getting the honey. <laughs> I thought she was talking about like, you know, the beehive, the one that went no, after Carrie I'm Hilson. Not- the but reason why Carrie Hilson has disappeared. Beyonce is out there growing bees because Blue has allergies and she needs fresh honey for her allergies. So Beyonce out there growing the bees. Okay. Be careful with that fresh honey. Don't bring Summer Walker up, girl. It's nothing, it's nothing like some good old fashioned. <laughs> I'm not, I, I, what happened all I that? will say about <laughs> this is all I will say. You well, I, I'm a mother, so yeah, out. but you ain't out in nature walking your no, children trying to pick shit out. off a tree and feed it to them for dinner. Me <laughs> I am all for giving your kids the freshest, most most organic food you can give. You know, I'm the bitch that made my own baby food, right? That's just I get that, but one. You're not giving an infant fucking mushroom powder and hemp seed because that's not how you feed it. There's nothing wrong with giving your baby breast milk. I know she's saying that weird ass shit like it don't it doesn't give the baby nutrients, but actually that's what they should have. She said that shit. You should you're not supposed to breastfeed a baby because baby babies don't get nutrients from that. That's fucking stupid. Colostrum is literally the best thing for your baby. That's when that's helps make their eyes the strongest. It helps with their lung growth, immune system, all of that. You need to give right. your baby, you need to breastfeed your baby because it helps you transfer your immunity to the baby to protect them for at least the first six months. Two, do not feed your baby honey. The baby is younger than one. Do not feed that baby honey because salmonella botulism. Yeah. That's the same reason they tell you as a pregnant lady, don't eat not lunch to meat. eat raw honey. Don't eat, no, not honey, lunch meat. Lunch meat. You can't, meat. Oh, you can't eat cold lunch meat. Botulism. Even if it's, oh, even if it's dry cured? No cold lunch meat if you're pregnant. You have to cook it. Oh, bitch, I'm so glad I'm not a woman because I would be incensed. It's, you mean I can't make a fucking sandwich? Not unless you cook that shit because of botulism. <gasps> well, baby, I do love fried bologna. There's also, <laughs> you don't eat, I mean, granted, people think you don't give babies lunch meat because they don't have teeth, but you couldn't anyway because of botulism. <laughs> Never do. 
No. Also, you, don't have a uterus, so don't have to think about those things. But it's this is the shit they tell you at your first prenatal appointment. Now, granted, Summer Walker probably ain't been a nobody's prenatal doctor. I don't know her medical history, but just based on this, because she also said you could feed your baby off three pears and an avocado for a month. So I don't trust this bitch's journey in life. Like it's right, right. Yeah, yeah I don't. You can't give your baby a fruit and coconut water bowl and say, you know what, you're good for the week. No. I don't know if she actually gave them hemp seeds and that mushroom powder to that baby. None of us do. Because all we saw was some shit on the counter, an empty bottle next to it. We don't know what the fuck she did. I just hope she didn't give that baby that honey. Well, when that baby, when... That baby looks significantly underweight to me, though. I was gonna say if 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 she three years old and can don't be talking, then we'll see. <laughs> okay, allegedly, <laughs> alleged. To me, alleged the looks and underweight. allegedly, the baby looks underweight to me. Alleged. As, yeah. as a, I can't. I'm saying. It, I'm not just, saying the baby is underweight. I'm going at the baby's eyes appointments. In her opinion, <laughs> just gonna wait. It is. if you ask that baby what color is the sky and, and they say <laughs> orange, dog. they say okay. dog. <laughs> okay, that's different. If you give me a color, I'm like, you know what? That's what you see. Fine. I, but if you say, oh, it's a dog, then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna question this, but I'm gonna walk away because I'll say, say the same thing about her baby that I said about the Kardashian kids. I don't care nothing about your parents. I hope the babies are good. Right. I do. Because one thing I can say, as much as I dislike the as much as the Kardashians annoy me, I can say it looks like Kim's like is going all in for them babies. Just she love her babies. Don't get me wrong. The babies. I she Everything else she does is questionable, but we can't question her as a mother. <laughs> well, we can because she likes to take her children out to events where children shouldn't be. See, don't take your kids to fashion week. Honestly, I don't take, take your children kids, to nights out at I've a, taken a, a my kids quote unquote fancy shows. restaurant. I've taken my kids to fashion shows. Yeah, but your children are women. I've taken, okay. I mean, Brooklyn was the same age at a fashion show. And she acted out too, because kids do that shit. Okay, so this was my thing with that. It it she was. She should have got the fuck up and left. And there but, we go. There we but go. But this is the thing: as someone who's been in the shows at Fashion Week, it's actually very hard to get up and leave once the show starts because those front row seats are literally right against the runway. Yeah, but no, I get that. Get, get up and leave once the show starts. I, I, I trick get the model, that. So it's like, let's wait the 10 minutes for the show to be over and then. It's not just fashion shows. It's restaurants, movies, like everything. See, and if you aren't to willing nice to take your child out when they're upset because yeah. everybody else has paid their fucking money. See, it's like, it's about knowing your kids, right? Right. It's about knowing your kids. It's about right. knowing when, you know, figuring around nap times, bedtimes, that kind of shit. Most of these yeah. shows have, most, actually, most of these shows happen in the middle of the day. Also, too, baby was like, it's very Ooh. different for you to take your child as opposed to a Kim Kardashian because no, Kim Kardashian has more than enough kids. money to pay for someone 
to babysit her children but it's also two hours at my kids everybody's looking at kim kardashian's kids so you got to also think about if you got if you like just skirt nap time and then you got a hundred cameras shoved in this baby's face they're gonna get pissed but you have the money and not only the money that's like when family to have adequate girl once again you have the money you have the money to have somebody to take care of the child, that so you can do the like, business the shit, like this? show up to things. He was so scared. He was so also, scared. What was that movie? Okay, okay. The I think it was the fifties or the sixties. It got put in Technicolor. Um, about the black mama with a really light skinned daughter. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about because I watch it all the time. That's Drake's baby. Imitation of life. Imitation, Imitation of, of life. life. Yeah, I, that's my grandma's favorite movie. I watch that movie all the time. I watch. No the, shade. The I love that movie. movie. That's my grandma's favorite. I love that movie when the mama's like, "You got to realize, bitch." <laughs> I'm like, "Yep." I don't. I do. So this is perplexing to me. Why is everybody so surprised that Drake's baby look white? Drake is half white. Yes. The baby's white. mama is white. Why are y'all surprised this baby's white? I think we were more surprised that he had this blonde hair, Justin Timberlake ass, like Justin Timberlake ramen noodle head ass baby in fucking Brooklyn. Well, if you saw his mother, I think his mother has a That baby was character. just like Drake's mama. You mean the mama that we saw only like once or twice? Because let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. She that baby I mean, looks just like Drake's mama. Not, I mean, but it also not cute. That child's mother is a white lady. Yes. Yeah. His his mama, the the child's mother is not the most. So it's gonna, I mean, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a difficult conversation in the next like ten years or so because we do have a lot of children who who are black who have a black parent who do but do not phenotypically appear to be black. Yeah, and and like I'm thinking about like Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's kid kid already, and then the one they're about to have. Like, that she just had the baby. She had the baby yesterday or day before baby, yesterday. Yeah. And name the ba- name that little girl like Liz Lily Beth or Lizbeth or something like that. Something Diana. I know that Lily, the second is Lily Beth Diana. That's it. Yeah. But it's a it's a whole thing on well, I've noticed that older kids who are older, they're adults now. There's a whole so I'm on TikTok a lot. TikTok is where I learn so much, low-key. Um, about goddamn Gen Zers. Yeah, but it's like Gen Z is kind of like I I mean I wish there was like some kind of study of it, but like Gen, there's a whole generation of I'll say they're like the first ones to kind of like they're the products of like mixed marriages, interracial. It's going to be a generation of racially ambiguous people, and they're speaking out about two to three generations are all going to be wildly racially ambiguous. If I remember correctly, it was either Time or Newsweek. And a few years ago, they had a cover story about that. Yeah. It's like in the next like 10 to 20 years, like this is what Americans are gonna look like. <laughs> yeah. And now and now, but we're here now. We're here now. And you <laughs> there's a there's a few I can't tell what race nobody on TikTok is. I can't tell at all. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. That's the thing now. Now when I now I have now that I've seen some of these, some some of these adults who, like I said, they look white. They to us who have grown up around black people our entire life, they look white, but then they'll pull out a family photo and like 
this is my mother this is my father yeah I don't know how I came out like this but this is what happened um they be talking about how like because they they are around other white people who do not know their family heritage they hear all the awful oh, things that yeah. white people yeah. say about uh, well the, um, that appear to be black. No shade, Tatiana and, from RuPaul's Drag Race. That yeah. was an exact thing because nobody knew that Tatiana was Tatiana is biracial and mm-hmm. Tatiana identifies as being black. And both seasons that she was on a Drag Race, she talks about being black, and it never got put in in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Mm-hmm. Never got put in. And everybody assumes that Tatiana, because of her last name, is just like a darker skinned Italian person. Tatiana's like, no, I'm, I'm black. I'm biracial, but I identify as being black. And she, in recent times, has been like, had not necessarily had to defend it, but like had to kind of go out of her way to say, hey, I've talked about this multiple times and it never made it into the show for whatever reason. Had no idea Tatiana was black at all. At all. I thought she was Latino and Italian, to be honest. I thought she was, too. Because of the, the, like, the skin tone. Mm-hmm. So, talking about Gen Z. <laughs> Let's transition. Is this about Ooh, Michael Shea and his awful-ass uh, Saturday Night Live sketch? Who? Michael Shea did a Gen Z. Um, no, I don't watch Saturday Night it Live. It was bad. It was like, it's internet talk. It's like, no, it's um, not internet talk. Michael Che falls into a category of like black people that obviously grew up in the suburbs and trying to overcompensate for that. Ooh, yeah. like, <laughs> black people I grew up, he's a black who I went to high school with and went to, you know, like I know him. Like I know that, I don't know him personally, but I know that guy and it's too much for me. That's, I can't. <laughs> but, um, I'll just say no. Leah McSweeney and we'll leave it at that. Let, Look that up, y'all. Lil Yachty and that little girl from Dr. Phil who be black fishing. Um, Bad Barbie? Yes, that little bitch. Oh, baby? Oh, her? stupid to me. But they Oh, please. In... Sweetie. We got Sweetie and Bad Bobby or but baby, I like or whatever sweetie. the fuck it is. I actually like her. I don't like this other little bitch, so. <laughs> sweetie. <laughs> I, uh, no, I live for Sweetie. She makes music that I like. But anyway, these two got together to invest in a Jewish dating app. Hear okay. me out. Okay. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> so the two of them have in- reportedly invested a million dollars into a Jewish dating app called Locks Club. Oh, Oh my God. It allows Jewish I live for that. a chance to find an exceptionally high standard partner. Okay. It also allows you to join a virtual community and a chance to meet up and speak with a real life matchmaker. Locks, according to the company, <laughs> they state Locks Club is like a deli. It's culturally Jewish, which you don't have oh, to be Jewish God. to enjoy it. The community is curated via an application process with a membership committee considering several variables when deciding if the applicant is a right fit for the community. 
Locks Club values authentic, well-rounded people with ambitious dreams and careers who can make you both think and laugh, regardless of their Instagram following. So this is really this is that that's that that's why people business. This I'm, is J Day. This is J Day. I mean that that that's not my business to comment on. If that is acceptable within that circle, that is not my place to judge. However, I don't I, I <laughs> <laughs> oh, lost one. He's down. <laughs> How did Lil Yachty get here? Okay, that's where I was going. Lil like, Yachty, whoever who's handling his money here? said, there is money in this, so let's do it. I, I, I will just say to Lil Yachty, tread carefully. Um, there, were, there were some... There Put were, your I money heard, in it and shut up. To me, there sounded like some red flags, but again, that is not... I heard about it. Bitch, we was at the Grand Prix as I was reading that shit. Like, it was... <laughs> That's no. a situation where you just got a track. Here this was a whole-ass NASCAR track with the flags that I saw thrown up. <laughs> no shade. No shade. I mean, there is something to be said. I can't speak for everyone, but um, growing up in Detroit, I knew very little about <laughs> Jewish people, because... All the black people are on south of eight mile all the jewish people are north of eight mile and therefore there is a segregation there and i really we did i don't know about anybody else in school but we did a piss poor job about learning about things like the holocaust or just anything related to jewish people in the united states or in the world period we watched schindler's list in history class and that was it yeah that was it i did not have like real honest to god conversations with jewish people until college and then my ignorance about just like like, I honestly didn't know it was, like, I, I vaguely knew it was a religion because of Rugrats, the Passover episode, but I still, oh, like, yeah, cause they were. there was so much, I did was not Was it Chucky's know. family Chucky that was, was Jewish? Jewish? Yeah. No, okay. it was Tommy's family that was Jewish, like, right? I thought Chucky and Chucky Tommy's, Tommy's family were Jewish. But Either way, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's just so little I know. Well, I'm still learning, like, you never stop learning, but I think that there is a cultural gap let's say in 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 a lot of us understanding jewish people and 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 whatnot and the nuances of that culture yeah that's why i say like trade carefully because you might be because that is that is also a culture that's very stereotyped as a culture that's very like you know that's it that's a situation where you can easily be canceled if you just cross the wrong line so i yeah especially now I was talking to my chiropractor, who is Jewish, about my very interesting history with Judaism, right? I I went to middle school and high school in Cincinnati. Two things about Cincinnati that y'all need to know. It is very segregated. White people and Black people do not fuck with each other, period. Not even like just, not even on some racism shit. That's just how the city set up. It's extremely segregated, but it's a German city, right? So anti-Semitism is high. Maybe not as not vocal, but it's there, right? Now, I went to high school and middle school in the suburbs of the city, which a very 
high number of Jewish people went to my school. Like enough that we didn't have Christmas pageants or nothing like that because wasn't enough people to be in them. Like there was a lot of Jewish people that went to my school. So I was in this weird, like, I don't know, this weird place because it's like a lot of people I knew were like carry these weird anti-Semitic views because of just the nature of the city. Mm-hmm. Yet I went to school with all these Jewish people, so I knew differently. So it's this weird, like, kind of weird twister that your mind ends up in. It's like, well, this is saying this and this saying it. And I was coming from Detroit, so I ain't no shit about none of them because I didn't even know a white child until I was 13. Like I didn't I hadn't met a white child till I was, you know. So it was like also, you went to school with a young lady who uh, went out for full-ass revenge because her cousin referred to her as being a fat-ass Kelly Price. I, she went to my That's school. what I've been giggling about this whole time. With her. I, 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 I wasn't laughing at Jewish people. I was laughing at the fat-ass Kelly Price. I've yes. no, been laughing at that I didn't me. know her. But the funny... So, I have two connections to that story, right? So... The girl, like, I oh, guess so I, Max I, is Jewish, so full circle. I didn't know her because she's younger than me, but my mom's best friend is their aunt. <laughs> so my mom knows them. Which but I didn't know for them. <laughs> I saw them at her funeral because my mom's best friend passed away a couple years ago. Oh, God, I right. saw them God. at her funeral and I was very confused. I was like, wait, what? I forgot that she was related to them. But it was, it was. Is that fat ass Kelly Price? So when you. Queen, an icon, a role model. It's like, you know, you kind of, and it's like, wait. Oh, like, yes. But Once yeah. again, queen, icon, icon. Role model. No, my mom knows them. It, more him than her, but my mom knows them really well. And well, she do me a favor. Watching the episode, but I, I want your it. mother to, del- to deliver a message by me. And yes, I will happily take the ass whooping if he feels he want, like he wants to travel his way up here. <laughs> um, let's not do. Let's not do the quick weaves. Let's let that go. Oh, the quick weaves are gone. Because <laughs> the, the quick, quick weave was awful. Off L. But think about how long ago that was. Everybody wore terrible ass quick weaves at that time. So you gotta give a pass. No, not like that. You give a pass. No. It's been a lot of bad hairstyles. Speaking of bad hair. I like that. Speaking of bad hair, Kaya. So Okay, here we go. (laughs) Okay, I've been waiting for this shit. Okay. So my quote (laughs) is Kaya is releasing new music. And she put out some like behind the scenes stuff. And <laughs> this is less about her and more about other shit. So because uh, it always is. She put some behind the scenes stuff out. Some like she was on a motorcycle, she was doing whatever. And there's one clip where she's walking and I have to give the quote exactly because Saucy Santana. Oh God! I thought you were going to talk about the helicopter one. I had. Oh God! <laughs> There's more. There's so much. I had 
you can talk about the helicopter thing while I find okay. the actual quote that Saucy okay, said. So okay, okay. Before we get into the helicopter, I just want to make this this quote. The moment that I fell in love with Trina was in a diss song to Kaya called What's Beef? And she says, What's beef? Beef is when a bitch titties looking like they sleep. <laughs> I've been wanting to get that out for a long time. And me and Lance would talk about sleepy titty bitches all the time. Okay, so helicopter. How? No, walk, walking. Why? Wait, what happened? Oh, I thought I no, I thought she was gonna talk about this. No, thing. you go for the helicopter okay. when I find the exact quote from Sasha. So let, let, let me say one thing about Kaya. It's like it's gonna sound weird, but I have a, a tiny bit of respect for her because she is one of the few people that has breathed the same air as Janet Jackson. I mean, yeah. no shade. I mean, kind of same for yeah, real. And she like, sometimes she makes a bop. She, she she that that song is undeniable that she had with Janet and like Janet does not you know Janet does not talk to everybody but yeah, um, <laughs> I mean she talks oh. to a lot of people but she doesn't collaborate with a lot of people right but uh, okay so Everyone you know like this the whisper there is a clip of Kaya during this behind the scenes she is in a helicopter but she's like in the door of the helicopter and it's like taking off from the launching pad and she's like hanging out from the helicopter and it looks like a super villain like getting away you'll never get away with this (laughs) if it wasn't for you and you meddling kids that's just given super villain like it's it's definitely it reminded me though it reminded me of i don't know if you ever saw diana ross at the super bowl but like you know so years ago, it's, the clip is all over YouTube, but years ago, Diana Ross did the halftime show at the Super Bowl, like 92, 93, something like that. And mm-hmm. she leaves the stadium in a helicopter, but she's like hanging out from the helicopter. Like She's doing one of these. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's hanging off the helicopter, just like, so is Kaya. Kaya is doing the same thing. She's like, she's clearly like buckled in somehow, like with some yeah, sticky harnesses, like but like, happening. she is, she is like, not secure within a seat in a helicopter let's just say that but it's it's definitely given like you know the penguin getting away from batman on his <laughs> nigger. <laughs> nigger. i'm mad you said specifically the penguin because kaya really is the penguin of rap oh no she is though she really is okay but the question is it's like helicopters are not cheap and kaya Although she is, she an keep independent coming up artist. with the coins some kind of way. People keep trying to play her like she broke, but I mean, she, she is broke. Don't get me wrong. I mean, my but back sis makes like bobs, you know, my, and my she will invest back. money in her music. If she invested, fine. May I'm not, I'm not one to count her pockets. However, I will point out that my neck, my back was twenty years ago. But and it's been sampled okay. <laughs> I'll be really though. It has been sampled more than a few times. Plus. This is that that Christmas song. I think it was Santa yes, Baby. That Christmas. That song. shit banged. <laughs> that shit was everything. Not only that, but there's another unfortunate the song that she had with T.S. Madison. We know how that worked out. But that shit bangs. Like Kaya has some bops. More actually, not only not even some bops. Kaya actually makes like good music, like fun music. I won't say good, but 
funny. So I found, I found this. She's just a trash person. It is a video of her walking, and she captioned it, sweet puss. <laughs> so Saucy Santana commented, because you know they got beef. <laughs> As most gays have beef with Kaya, but yeah, Funky Doniva, amongst others. Yeah, the comment says, "You talking all that shit, but let me see if you can walk." The answer is no. Walk is giving sweet and sour. Is this her first time walking in heels? <laughs> now, Mama do look like a baby giraffe, like no shade. <laughs> oh my gosh, she doesn't. Like this walk is giving baby giraffe, but. <laughs> Okay. Like let's let's also take like let's also take a step back and, and remember that Saucy Santana, which you put me on, made that song walk about Roland Ray, who was in a wheelchair, and this oh. shit was massively ableist. The it, the uh, video is ableist, ableist and but Roland up. Ray is so terrible that I couldn't. He is. About it. Don't get me wrong. That's the thing though. It's like Roland Ray as a person is terrible. You have enough ammunition to go on. But it is massive. No matter how much they try to say it's not. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, let me put this walk up. It's like, you realize that's about a paraplegic gay boy, right? Yes. Oh, oh, you don't. Okay. Yeah, no. But most people didn't, so. No, I honestly, I didn't at first until I saw the video. And Mm -hmm. Roller Ray kept popping up. I was like, oh, this makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) Like, saucy, like. If you're gonna go after this nigga, go after the character, not not the body. Okay, let's and let's be perfectly let's fucking honest. Saucy Santana, in no way, shape, form, or fashion, has the capability in any way to go after anybody else's body, especially because this bitch got her ass done and the shit sucked out of her stomach. This shit looked like a Versace ass sausage for years. She looked like Donatella was making a sausage line for a very long time. Mm. How <laughs> dare you? She done spent so much money getting that body done. Mama is out here. She is. And don't get me wrong. Love and respect, Saucy. But don't go after bodies, girl. Don't go after bodies when you have to pay to try and get yours, quote unquote, together. And don't act together. Bitch out here looking like a goddamn country style scrambler. It shut up. Not a scrambler. Shut up. Coming to cast iron. This okay. Next. <laughs> Jesus, you just threw me off. So... Love and respect Saucy Santana. Don't go after bodies, bitch, because you look like a sausage out of its casing now, leaking <laughs> out like you fried out of the casing. Stop it, girl. So I think we can end on a good note in this section on the good note, right? Okay, no shade. I got one thing, and it's not going to be good. So go ahead. So do your- <laughs> I do want to end this shit on a positive note. So do your Okay. So uh, did you see the shit that Fallon's husband from Real Housewives posted? Yes, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about Yes, this. I want to talk about it because it's <laughs> so- messy. It's negative. <laughs> This Fallon's thing put up is Fallon's husband the Cameron. African dude, or is he the so, Yes, yes. Because Fallon, Fallon has this interview coming out in the mm-hmm. next couple of days on YouTube where she's going to talk about whatever the fuck she's going to talk about. I don't really know. So, 
But Portia, okay, so Portia was married to the dude from Beach. Look, 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 look. Was, not look. This thing got this particular thing together. has nothing to do with Portia. Damn, bringing her up. Okay. I'm going to defend because Portia, you already know. We already talked about this. Yeah, but Portia's been doing the good work. We just gonna get bring up all that mess on her. We just gonna get quick backstory and we gonna jump off Portia because I actually know exactly what he's gonna talk about, so I can go ahead and talk about it. So. Portia was with the hot dog man. They yes. got a baby together. They were engaged. They broke up. Which also makes me really sad. It is what it is. Um, Dennis was like a familiar figure, but he's also a Detroit nigga. It's like, oh, I see you. Like, I see exactly. you all the time. Exactly. And I'm so, like, yeah, you and Portia should be together. Y'all make sense. He, see, I don't know how much of this like their relationship is true and how much is storyline, right? Because it was the way I understood it was Simon and Dennis were friends because they both were in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. So of course, through that relationship, Fallon and Portia met and they knew each other. That not gonna say they were friends, they knew each other. Right. They were Portia brought Fallon on the show saying, you know, like kind of as a friend of the show whatever. I'm not even going to say that. Fallon was brought onto the show via Portia and Portia was put to introduce That's why I said she brought her on as a friend of the show. I'm not saying they were friends, but she brought her on as a friend of the show. I won't say she brought her on. Bravo brought her ass on. Either way, she was introduced to us via Portia. Um, So right around the end of the reunion it was announced that simon and fallon were getting divorced yes simon said fallon cheated fallon said she didn't nope take it back fallon say anything she didn't fallon say anything she ain't say nothing one way or the other simon said that she cheated whatever fast forward a couple months portia and simon is engaged mm-hmm. simon keeps saying his divorce is final but it's not because Fallon just had to get out the house like a week ago. She's been contesting yet. She right. They've been going back and forth. It's not final. So Fallon is doing this interview on YouTube. Whatever this is, it hasn't come out yet. So nobody knows exactly what she's gonna talk about. What she gonna? How much she gonna go into? Nobody knows. We just seen also, this. Also, no shade, like, but it's with a white gay. Yes, it's um, with a white guy. It's with a white guy. We see gay. this little 30-second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And, you know, we don't know what this is. Nobody knows. So, in the midst of this, there's this other boy named Jalen. Jalen Banks. Yes, his name is Jalen. A.K.A. Jalen Duckworth. <laughs> he posted some pictures talking about... At first, he was talking about how it was his, you know, he was so happy to finally get out of the country, blah, blah, blah. And he thanked Simon and Fallon for taking him out of the country in the caption. He then edited to take their names out, right? Mm-hmm. So when the trailer for this interview dropped, Simon did said, oh, this is what a cheating wife looks like and released all these surveillance pictures. Well, no, the surveillance happened. No, this week. Sorry. He released something talking about how she was cheating on him with Jalen and she was pregnant by him and all this other stuff. 
Jalen said, this nigga lying, basically. So now he released a bunch of surveillance photos, right? Yes. Also, Jalen is very attractive. He's very, very attractive. Jalen then came back and said, only a guilty nigga would be doing all this before the interview dropped, right? What are you trying to prove? Because you don't even and know. Simon what said, and you hold my know. beer. <laughs> and then here comes Uh-oh. Simon. <laughs> and he's still putting shit out, releasing shit, doing shit, just. So it's it's very messy. It's a it's a whole clusterfuck going on here. <laughs> Your face is very much like <laughs> okay. There we go. I was like, uh oh, uh oh. I don't know. You had froze a little bit, but it was fine. I kept going. Okay. So no, Simon just he's still he just releasing shit, and he's it's like he's on this weird defensive for an attack that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Which does make me wonder what's going on here. But again, Simon is like, Simon setting himself up to be on that. It, it, it is a defensive because that interview is going to be coming out. Mm-hmm. So he posted a quartz because I, I love the Peach Report daily because they give me all the, the mess, right? <laughs> so Simon posts a surveillance photo of Fallon walking in a straight line. But this nigga, Jalen Banks, cutting uh, perpendicularly. Is that a word? Well, it is now. It is. Um, to try and avoid security cameras. <laughs> yes. Yes. So she's walking here, and this nigga's going this way, right? So he posts, when I say have, I have receipts of a cheating wife, this is what it looks like when Jalen Duckworth, Duckworth, a.k.a. Jalen Banks, comes to my home on different days to sleep with my wife while I'm out of town in Miami. Wait oh, Jalen also video. released text messages. Oh, did he? He released text messages saying, if you thought we was cheating, why did you trust me to be with her super late at night? How Simon would text him to see if Fallon was at home or okay or he yeah and it's like because he said one day like it was like there was one series of messages like hey it's Fallon with you because I can't get in touch with her he was like she not with me but let me try to call her and then he he was like oh I got her you know it's all good he was like yeah I talked to her I made sure she was at home and and he was like long as she's safe and not kidnapped that's all I care about so it was clearly a very friendly relationship because yeah he would text Jalen or call Jalen when he couldn't get Fallon I, I honestly think it was a, a situation of... Actually, hold on. Let me finish reading this, right? Um, this is what it looks like when Jalen Duckworth, a.k.a. Jalen Banks, comes to my home different days to sleep with my wife while I'm out of town in Miami. Wait for the video showing them coming back to my home at the end of the night out, trying to avoid the front door cameras. The dumb fucks, which I like, which I kind of... I identified with because I say dumb fucks a lot. <laughs> the dumb fucks forgot the security cameras cover 360 degree view of the property. You cannot come onto the property without being noticed by security cameras. Shaking my damn head. There are more receipts if needed. And then he posted, tell me how many husbands or wives should tolerate this type of behavior from their spouse. 
I filed divorce for a second time, second time after uh, this video, she got a baby to prove that she was actively cheating. Um, I like all of this mess just kind of reeks of Simon knew what the fuck was going on and Simon didn't care why, because he was yeah. fucking other people. Yeah. Like Simon yeah. didn't, yeah. And, and now he's engaged to she who shall not be named only because I'm being extremely protective of her because sis has been on her doing good work. And honestly, if it was Kenya Moore, I'd be so much more happier. I'd be happier if Kenya was put in this position of all of the like ridiculous bullshit ass mess because Kenya deserves it. Cause that bitch don't do shit. <laughs> She's still riding high off the glory of being on two episodes of fucking Martin. Well, That's yeah. it. That's it. I thought it was and just you know fun. what? She's riding high off the glory of being, and I'm going to say something real fucked no, up. She doesn't uh, deliver us from Eva for like five seconds. Yeah, well, you know what she should have been delivered from? Kenya Moore <laughs> should have been delivered from the trauma of having a mother who did not want her. I'm going to say really it. Fuck that would. bitch. Fuck that bitch. Don't nobody want Kenya. Mark didn't want Kenya. The nigga that bust the window out of her house didn't want Kenya, and her mama um, didn't want and her mama ain't so, want her ass. And I'm Kenya, saying all of that to protect Portia, goddammit. Fucking Kenya. Speaking of Kenya, she just posted something. Was I it about Kyle Richards and Garcelle? Aaron, did you hear about that? Mm-mm. No, I ain't talking about that. No, she posted a picture of her and Mark, and it was like happy birthday or something. It's like always trash, garbage, debris, swept away. She's recyclable. So reduce, reuse, and recycle. Kim Zosnick <laughs> gets in the comments and just put lies in capital letters with like nine exclamation points. As, wait, who did? <laughs> did you say Kim Zosiak? Yes. I'm not gonna cape for that. If it was Kim Fields, it yes. was funny to me. But I'm okay. Nope, I'm not gonna laugh at a goddamn. Thing I don't like Zosiak either. Says, says, so there you go. But it was funny to me because I was just fuck like, her and fucking you. Because I was like, one, Kenya, you did this whole season somehow y'all was getting divorced because this nigga was petty, but you doing all this. And then also, Kim, you ain't got, you got 900 kids. Why would you worry about what Kenya doing on Don't she know? Oh, wait a minute. She had like, for some reason, she had like, Kim Zosiak had 10 different fucking children. <laughs> Meanwhile, her uterus is being removed. She's had cancer. She's had thyroid conditions. She's had hypertension. She's had anxiety. She's had depression. She has phantom limb syndrome. Like Kim Zosiak. When okay, wait. I'm sorry. When Nene leaned in and said, "Where is your scooter?" I felt that because every goddamn season, Kim was on. There was a new a mysterious new fucking illness and a new reason why she was wearing goddamn wigs. Yes, there was all of it relates back to. Oh, I have this illness. What the fuck do you have in a thyroid condition? Have well, no, I'm not gonna say that about because I don't know. I don't have a thyroid condition. There just was a lot of conditions. It was just like, but it was a lot of no shade. Both no, Siobhan, you know, you know the person I'm thinking of on a very personal level who have had multiple conditions, and mm. we'll I'll I'll remind you of that off yes. off podcast. I do know um, who you're talking about. You know, she liked to. This she believes in the law, so 
I'm this a same person who jumped on me when I was one month postpartum. Well, she's dumb. <laughs> she's okay. So not even this, six right. weeks postpartum, and she jumped on me. So <laughs> with full body weight onto my it was abdomen. Like two years ago. It was two years ago because 2020 wasn't a thing. So 2019, um, there was a day that myself and um, other boy, um, the the man, <laughs> I almost said the nigga in my house because that's how you refer to your husband. <laughs> and you, but you mean it with love though. Um, okay, so I'm gonna say the nigga in my house, but I mean that with love. Uh, only because that's how you refer to your husband, right? So we were walking down the street, right? And I said some shit like, oh, fuck, here this bitch come, right? And as we're walking past, there's this black couple, which blew my mind. It was like, oh, you hanging out with, you hanging out with black people again? <laughs> um, so I didn't, I didn't think anything about it, right? And I said this shit loud enough for this black couple to hear. I know they heard me. Like, I know for a fucking fact they heard me. And this bitch comes walking past and I go, hey. <laughs> and then she goes to the black couple. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so I know she know, but she know how I feel. That child didn't have it. It'd be conditioned in the sun. I don't feel no kind of way. I just be like, All right, girl, okay. I would say this. People, if you're listening to this, if you have good, solid friends around you, they are willing to sacrifice things like their own safety, right, for yours. That is some, especially, especially like Black folks that love you, if you're non-Black. We are willing, unfortunately, to a certain degree to sacrifice our own safety for the people that we love, right? Regardless whether you look like me or not. Mm-hmm. Do not in any way, shape, form, or fucking fashion use that as a, a tool of manipulation. Okay? Mm-hmm. Especially amongst Black queer men. We're hyper emotional, and some of us are more masculine presenting, right? Especially if you're non Black. And if you're non Black and a lesbian, don't come to us with. Oh, my lesbian partner is abusing me and then go back to that person, right? Because you will put us in the position of, okay, well, I'm going to go with you and I'm going to let her know. Don't do that to us. Don't do that to us. And that's what the, that's the shit that that'll, that's some of the shit that bitch did. All, All right, let's get to emotional checking because I got a lot to say. Munchausen <laughs> syndrome is very, very real, and enough of y'all don't talk about it. Now, also, stop calling your friends and just mace a bitch. <laughs> just mace these bitches. Stop, stop calling, calling us. Friends, mace calling these hoes. If you're not actually going to leave, right? Stop involving us if you're not leaving. Also, just mace niggas now. Just mace. I wish more people were maced. Okay. Start now, to end this this pop culture Mace these bullshit, niggas, god damn it. To end this pop culture bullshit, whatever the fuck this is, on a happy note, Tiana Taylor out here, you know. Oh, I'm already happy. Is it about Junie? No, it's not about Junie. It's okay, about it's Tiana about taking her things. Tiana oh, okay. was named 
Maxim's Hot 100 Sexiest Woman of the Year. She's the first Black woman to ever get that title. Are you fucking kidding me? Not that she doesn't deserve it in any way, shape, or fashion, but are you fucking kidding me? You say she doesn't? No, I'm I'm saying not that she doesn't oh, deserve it. I was like, what? No, Tiana Taylor definitely deserves that. She definitely deserves that. But she's she honestly, she deserves more because her music is fucking everything. It is, and I hate that nobody ever knew what to do with her. Right. Everybody's sleeping on Tiana Taylor. Yeah, but yeah, she's she was the first, she is the first Black woman to ever be named the Maxim Hot 100 Sexiest Woman of the Year. Are you fucking kidding me? The fact that we're still doing first black anything in 2021 is just like, girl, this shit is late. I mean, especially when we come to the terms of like, I don't know, hypersexualizing black bodies. Like that's a massive fucking surprise. Kind of the whole business of black bodies and Exactly. Culture. You would think that, I don't know, Holly Berry would have been the first one. You would have think Holly Berry would have been the first one. Holly Berry has been on the list, but not the first one. She was not that number is- one. Beyond surprising. The highest she's I've light seen light skin and she's approachable. The highest I've seen Halle Berry was four, and that was the year that Paris Hilton was number one. Mm. All right, let me let's be honest about Paris. Paris Hilton. She right? looks like a praying mantis. Not only that, Paris Hilton looks like gristle on a bone with a fur coat. Now that she's older, she looks a lot better because she's gained a little weight. She looks like okay. I would say she does look like a human. She looks good now that she's older and has put weight on her body, and it's like not. She doesn't. She's not trying to do that weird, impossibly thin. Now that she actually looks like a person, she actually looks good. But then at the time when it was like you need to be as skinny as fucking possible, which made her face look very large and angular. She looked weird to me then. Her, Nicole Richie, Nikki, yeah. all of them looked strange. Well, that's because they were all emaciated. Let's be honest. That's because they were all clients of Rachel Zoe who would tell but you them. You did not bring up yeah. Rachel Zoe. Did y'all, watch the, did y'all watch the uh, documentary on Paris Hilton? No. I, I saw parts of it, but I didn't watch the whole thing. I it's kind of hard not to spoil it, but She's got some issues that led up to all of that. I know, yeah, because Kathy Hilton is a fucking mess. That she was in is deeper than that. It's the private school she was in, so she was not in just a private school. It was borderline. It was a boarding school, right? And then, was, like, she uh, was severely abused at that school. I was, wouldn't doubt it. On the surface, it is actually really bad. Now you got to take you got to take the whole documentary with a grain of salt. But um, when she when she talks about her celebrity in 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 at her peak, you take that part with a grain of salt. However, prior to her celebrity, she was on the surface she was sent to this boarding school. But when you get there, it turns out it is a very abusive place for especially young women. And yeah. And she, for years, she and the other young women in that situation, because they would abuse them physically, sexually, emotionally, mentally, all of that. Now, all of this did play into why she ended up making several of the decisions that she made as an adult. And you're kind of left to reckon with like, you know, now that you know this, the, you know, you got to look back and, and, and connect some dots. But also the other women 
they were a lot of the women were just scared to talk about it because they there was PTSD. There was a lot of a lot of this stuff going on. And when you do watch, uh, she ends up reuniting with a lot of the women that were in, in her you know, class or whatever, if you want to call it that. It does seem a little bit staged. It was on camera, but you know, take it with a grain of salt. But yeah, they, but, they're going to do multiple takes of it because there's a certain emotion that they're trying to convey on film. Yeah. But when you when you watch it, it really takes watching the documentary to kind of when they get to that part where she's describing the abuse. I do not excuse many of the things that she has done, but I do kind of just give her that little bit of grace because of that. So. And we also have to think about the time in which it was like peak Paris celebrity. It was right? the extreme era of American culture. The, not just the very extreme era of like kind of everything, but also the way that women were treated in the media. Like everybody talks about what the paparazzi did to Britney. Yeah. But nobody talks about what they did to Paris and Lindsay and Nicole and all those other girls who Yeah, were, that's yeah. That's fair. Like, those like and Courtney Scotton. I know we're talking about her now because of Chrissy Teigen, but nobody talks about what happened to all those like what they did to all those girls. There's a reason why Beyonce won't talk to nobody. Yes. There, I mean honestly there why is. Rihanna don't talk to nobody. Yeah. Like, yeah, think about what, and you know what? No shame, it's not just the paparazzi, but it was it's a 24 hour news cycle. This one, because I remember distinctly the the uptick of the gossip rags, and that's it as legitimate news, though. Yeah, like you would hear about like people became obsessed with celebrities alive, you know what I'm saying. The you would hear a conversation and story about the Pentagon like and then Lindsay thing. Lohan, yeah. which made no sense. Yeah, it made no sense. It's like, like why is she who involved Lindsay Lohan in this? was dating was like primetime news because well, it was, or, it was like really... what she was doing. Oh, she got pulled over for a DUI. That ain't my fucking business. So when you, so I don't like, care. So because it was men, it was men who were dominating the the news, the the men who were like controlling everything behind the scenes, editors, producers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they were all just horny men, basically, like it. it, And it was a time in which there was a countdown countdown clocks for all all the Olsen's turned 18. Because that's what they I mean, that's what they used to say about Britney Spears is like all all the girls wanted to be her. All the all the men wanted to be fuck her. Yeah. 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 And but like, I, we also, I know people, a lot of people use that clip uh, where it's like, Kim, stop taking selfies. And that's like the gift. People yeah. forget what was happening then, right? So that was the first episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Chloe was going to jail. For the first time. It was, she was going to jail for DUI. They were taking her to jail. And if people let the clip play out, Chris says, Kim, stop taking selfies. Your sister's going to jail. But nobody's talking about that part. They just say, Kim, stop taking selfies. Like, it's like, huh. Okay, so I think that it has a good portion to do with, like, um, the people who are in charge of presenting news media to us, in addition to um, just in general, people's obsession with the idea of celebrity. Um, so Andy Warhol, the access to celebrity, 
that but no that's what i mean the idea that's why i say the idea because now we're living in a day and age where anybody can start a podcast anybody can hop on instagram it's not just the access to it's yeah. the whole idea of right and andy warhol despite all of his truly fucked up shit yes. made um many true statements and one of the things was it andy warhol um everyone would get their 15 minutes of fame which honestly, like hindsight kind of feels like a premonition, right? And having that realization of like, everyone's going to get their 15 minutes of fame, it, it, that, it feeds into, once again, that idea of celebrity going back to how horrible the girls are treated via the paparazzi and not like just the paparazzi or Star Magazine or the Inquirer, but this shit, became mainstream news it was, like, it was mainstream news it was like it was cnn you know, msnbc fox news what's the other one there's one more c cnbc it's no because cnbc cnn um, is that all of them yeah all the major like cable news networks 24-hour mm-hmm. news mm-hmm. every last one of them made bank off of these girls in the same but way that like, they made bank off of Trump. But on the same hand, like we talk about how terribly the girls were treated, we can't ignore the way the boys were set up to be party to that too, right? Yeah. And also these were girls out just making were, the same they were girls. Like these were young girls. They were 17, 18, 19, 19 years old. Yeah. Like they, and they then, were just making the same fucking stupid fucked up ass mistakes right and then the boys because even because even like jessica simpson and like you know like all these girls were treated terribly but then the boys were set up to contribute to this and they were pushed into corners to contribute to this because like that interview with john mayer oh i thought you were talking about justin timberlake and the way he treated britney that's who but i wasn't even gonna bring him up i was gonna talk about because are you talking about taylor swift I well, Taylor Swift is. A, Taylor That's why I was like, look, we're not gonna <laughs> look. We ain't gonna sit up here and defend Taylor, okay? I'm not gonna defend her because she made money off of this shit. She and exactly, exactly the she way capitalized off. She got her. She recouped. She's that never. Shit. The thing about Taylor Swift, she got she's her reparations. Been made to look bad. Like she's consistently been celebrated. So no, I don't have it to defend her. But like there was an interview with John Mayer. He was interview with i think howard stern and yeah you know say what you want but he was there there to talk about his music and he kept trying to steer the conversation to his music and john and howard stern just kept asking questions about jessica simpson's pussy like no shade i mean wendy williams would do the exact same thing she does yeah wendy williams is the black female howard stern and she's being trumpeted as the new oprah yeah, and I don't, like, I don't get it. Can we just like? Like, I mean, but we can go down the line. Like all these, the boys in this were set up in the same way. Just it was in that very hyper masculine version. So it's not they're not gonna talk about oh she get out the car with no panties on, but they're gonna do him like oh did you fuck such and such and such and such even though they may not want to talk about that, but yeah. they're slapping these boys into these corners to further perpetuate the image that they have created for these girls. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so to double back to Paris Hilton, the issue that I've always had with Paris Hilton and the thing that I, I never liked about her was she came, she became famous at a time where the more watered down version of feminism, something that was digestible for young girls, um, she came out at that time and it was that's hot and she played stupid. Yeah. And it was such a shift. Like I, I salute her for being able to that girl power create time. that character, but it wasn't the time for that character. And that like Paris Hilton esque, that's hot, super vain, um, looking for my new BFF bullshit. It was just a horrible, it was a horrible culture shift at um from what was uh brewing, you know. But you had also, Riot Girl, media, and then you had like the more pop version of that with the Spice Girls. But the media and, kind of painted her as the worst type of girl, right? Well, she also it, allowed it too because she continuously played stupid. Part of it is that she played into it. And part of it is that she, I mean, like she she figured out once she got cut off <laughs> and her sister didn't want to like run around with her anymore. She calmed down, yeah. She well, that's when she started to play into the new BFF thing. Oh, right? Wait a minute. That's when she became a DJ. No, because Nikki stopped doing all that earlier. Because no, remember, she's still a DJ girl. No, she is, but it that didn't come until after. But it was like once Nikki decided I don't want to be a part of this life, and Nikki went to go do other shit behind the scenes. That's when. Paris was best friends with Britney and then Lindsay and then you know Kim was there even though Kim worked for her she wasn't even her friend but yep. you know Kim was there and then there was Nicole Richie and then they had the show and then it was then it was the whole big thing about her beefing with Lindsay which Paris Perez Hilton don't say everybody made you yeah, but Perez Hilton was a big part of a lot of this. Oh no, fuck him. He's is. trash, garbage, yeah. debris. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> reduce, like, he's on that reduce, reuse, recycle list for me. Then he she started running around with, I don't know, somebody's son who's dead now. One of those <laughs> I can't remember with who what actress's son it was, but <laughs> he died of an overdose. I didn't mean to like <laughs> I don't know somebody's son who's dead but no because he was terrible because he was the one that kept calling Lindsay firecratch <laughs> I really, forgot about firecratch really he just and he would like because uh, he was always high he went out of his way to make people miserable oh he was kind of chunky and really greasy. yeah yeah I remember I can't remember his name but he I, had the coke sweat knock on wood I do no remember shade. that he is an alleged away of a drug overdose but okay. it's you know, it was like, it was just so much going on with her. And it was very clear that she just needed a real friend. Yeah. Not somebody who was just clout chasing, which everybody around her was clout yeah. chasing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very clear that she needed a very real friend. And it was like, she was acting out. That but because of the way we were conditioned to look at these type of, these type of female starlets, yeah. He just used it as fodder to keep tearing these people down. Well, it's also the narrative that was presented to us as exactly. people, right? Um, also, too, and just kind of round this out, 
if y'all been watching the current season of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, yeah, um, with uh, the icons, the queens, role models, Garcelle Bouvier and uh, <laughs> Crystal Minkoff, Aaron Crystal Minkoff yes. is married to the man who directed Lion King. So this man, everything they are black culture. They are non-black people who are black culture, and I laugh about it all the time, right? <laughs> They are letting these white women have it. And I bring this up because Kathy Hilton is um, a friend of the show moving to being like a cast member, right? Mm -hmm. And the way in which, and even because we're we're watching Real Housewives, we're actually watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season five. And Kathy pops up like a few times. A few times, yes, even. The way in which she talks to her sisters is, are you going to wear that? Oh, no, I wouldn't do that. Oh, no, that dress, that's just not <laughs> you. That kind of thing, right? Where yeah. everything, nothing is up to her standards. However, apparently, apparently for rich people, she's poor, right? <laughs> which is why Kathy Hilton, which is why Kathy Hilton's on the show with her, like, face and scalp being two totally different colors. Let's be honest. Yeah. And her hair is so thin. You can see this bitch's red-ass, irritated-ass scalp. And then her face as this, like, I don't know, Barbie, Play-Doh, make my face dream, right? Because the Hiltons have not even two different colors. It's like five different shades. They used to be. No. I was going to say Paris Paris and and Nikki Hilton, they got to be touching 40 if they're not already 40. I mean, I think they're closer to my age. I think they're like 35. Oh, is she? Yeah, no, they're they're up there. They're up there. I thought they were like in their thirties now. No, Paris is older than me. Late thirties, yeah. <laughs> so you mean to tell me that they were in their like I don't know late twenties pulling this bullshit? I mean, if you rich, Paris it ain't tricking. Forty. Yep. It ain't tricking if you got it. I don't yeah, know if Paris that's applicable, but it felt like it was. Because <laughs> I about to say Kim Kardashian is forty. Yeah. So yeah. Damn, I didn't realize she was 40. Time is flying. Because Courtney is 44, 43. Well, it's not time flying. It's these niggas airbrushing and tweaking their photos. Because Nikki is 37. Instead of aging gracefully. Nikki is 37 and Paris is 40. Had no idea. Yeah. I knew God that damn. Were- I knew Paris was older than me, and I knew me and Nikki were about the same age. I know we were the exact same age, but yeah. Okay. Uh, she might be Nikki might be a year older than me. I had no idea. Nikki Hilton Rothschild now. Well, I'll say this: at least they didn't age like the Olsen twins. They didn't. The Olsen twins. Oof. They yeah, look like vintage handbags. And not good bitches. What bags. happened to them? Like I know they look like Salvation Army <laughs> leather purses. But Jesus Christ! Awful, awful. It's like my and they god, gypsy like women. It's wild. oh my god. They dress like fashionable homeless people. They dress like old gypsy women. It's like Stevie Nicks got old and had a yard sale. It's <laughs> 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 okay. 
do y'all remember season three of American Horror Story where Stevie Nicks was like the good witch of the West or some shit like that? Yes, yes. It was like, it's like they were her like guides. Like they yes. were the ones to teach Stevie Nicks how to be a witch. Yes. Because Stevie Nicks looks, Stevie Nicks still looks fucking good. Talking about aging great. gracefully. She looks good and she looks like herself, right? Mm-hmm. And if she's had some work done, if she's had a little nip, tuck, it's clump, not whatever, it's it, not that's the thing, though. It's not noticeable. And it doesn't make her look ridiculous. Right. These girls look awful. Mm-hmm. They look awful. You, you, you ever get a turkey when the neck is attached? <laughs> <laughs> Their whole bodies look like the neck of the turkey when it's real fatty and the skin is just kind of flapping back. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! And there's okay. Okay, let's do emotional checking. I always said I wanted to get rich enough to look like a really fashionable homeless person. That's my (laughs) goal in life. So to look like Tyra Banks, that episode when she was sitting out there with that that Mexican girl pretending to be homeless, but the cameras of this woman who was homeless and was nicely dressed. No, because Tyra Banks wigs are terrible. So I will have good wigs. And also, nothing will match and everything will be oversized. Okay, get this, though. Tyra Banks was out there being... <laughs> Tyra Banks was out there being homeless with a full, like, a full-ass daytime fucking beat, right? That's what I'm saying. And I'm it was, like, daytime to the max with a smoky eye. On a TV show. When she well, she had the smoky eye because she wanted to look haggard. <laughs> she put on that fucking fat suit. I knew she wasn't for me. When she put on blackface, because she did, she did, and went into the strip club. And went into the strip club, yes. How you gonna, I bet you black. Oh, I have to disguise myself. As if the cameras aren't gonna give you away. Right. As if we don't know you like to pull this bullshit, bitch. She darkened her skin up and went to the strip club. (laughs) Oh, I hate Tyra Banks. It was too many stunts for me to be comfortable. It's stunts. It's garbage. It's just, it's it's like, ma'am, what are you doing? Although right. I love watching it now. because Even that stunt she just pulled out of land. Not doing it. Just, Not doing it. And her MLM? Uh, the makeup MLM, the spine. Yeah. I, talking about my that mother worked stunt. and she should have had a company like this. Your mother had a college degree and was your manager. Shut the fuck up. Your mother didn't want to work going door to door selling piss poor ass lipstick that don't last for longer than two hours. Your mother was managing you, bitch. Shut up. Foundation and make your ass like Casper. Oh my God. I'm just, uh. Ooh, Tyra love a stunt. I (laughs) cannot stand Tyra. And I fully, and when I say I fully and whole heartily understand why Naomi feels the way that she feels mm-hmm. and Naomi got the bad rap and Naomi should have never in her life ever went on Tyra Banks show to have a conversation about shit if the grass was green if the sky was blue if piss was yellow she should have never took her ass there because Tyra did nothing more than weaponize whatever her mm-hmm. quote unquote her quote-unquote light, bright pain was, because that's really what it was. Let's be perfectly fucking honest. She weaponized that shit against Naomi. 
in addition to Naomi reacting to people stealing things and treating her like shit and reacting like any other fucking black person would, that was fucked up. Fuck Tyra. Team Naomi. Also, <laughs> Naomi has an amazing YouTube channel where she has these awesome interviews and conversations with people. And it is I like, entertaining I like and heartfelt. I, I was going to say, and, and she and she just became a mother, too. So, mm-hmm. like... Which I was like, okay, so hold on. <laughs> did you have this baby? When did this happen? Was it a surrogate? I mean, it's not my I business, but I was like scrolling through. It was like, you got a baby. Confused. I was like, is it a surrogate? Is it? I was confused. Not that you can't have a baby at 50, because when you got money, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. But Cash I is was confused. Yeah. She popped up with this baby. It was like, well, what the fuck? But I also had questions about Janet and her baby, too. Because I was like, did you have the baby? Was it a surrogate? I think Janet was pregnant. We saw photos of her. I don't remember seeing photos of Janet pregnant. No, she was. She was. Yeah, because they kept, because she looked horrible and they kept putting I was going to say. So it was. But that's the thing. You know, Janet Janet looked like an old voice this rag in the middle of the But that's just it. You know, Janet will randomly get fed on you in a minute. So. I don't. Oh, she was. She she a little little random, get fat, and then come back snatched. And I'd be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Bro, that's called the Luther Vandross. One minute you fat, next minute you done drop sixty fucking pounds. Talking about a house is not a home. When I tell you, Kenny <laughs> will get fat as fuck, and then by the album time, Mama is snatched. Like it's like what is abs popping? Just, that's, right. that's that's what that's how she does it. That's Kenny will that's, get fat in a minute and not give a fuck about it and wear them no. sweatpants all day. <laughs> Bitch, the gray sweatpants and a white fucking t-shirt. We've yes, seen her multiple that is fucking times. Every her uniform when she gets fat. She said, and I then am come back snatch, just bra tops and sweatpants. Right. Mama love a sweatpants. Hitting a full 32 <laughs> count. Like my ma'am. Ma'am, I feel insecure because I can't do that. And it's like, how are these abs popping in this way? Like you wasn't just fat two months ago. Right. Like, Confused. <laughs> Like, my goodness, isn't that why Luther Vandross had a heart attack, though? Because he kept gaining and losing weight. And it was he was taking, he on diet pills or some shit? I, I, I feel like he was predisposed. Like, he has some pre, not like, or is genetic with him, hereditary. Yeah. yeah. Was it like, he had like label pressure to get thin. So he started popping diet pills or some shit like that. Like, I, his case was like on some house shit. Like, it was. Well, we like, got to throw this in there, too. Like, to a certain degree, every gay boy has a certain level of body dysmorphia let alone yeah. being compounded by like the industry, music industry. I mean, not just gay industry. people shit. Me too. I mean, yeah. the thing is, it's like, if you lost a large amount of weight, you're always going to have body dysmorphia. If you... That was horrible. I shouldn't have brought up Luther. Now I feel bad. <laughs> if you live in a... <laughs> if you move through a society that's very image-focused, you're going to have a large level of body dysmorphia. Me, myself, as somebody who did lose a lot of weight, but also is a queer person. Yeah. I, you know, moving through both of those spaces, because it's like, I lost a lot of weight. Granted, I've gained a little bit in quarantine, but to me, I look bigger than I think I really am. Like, in my mind, when I look at myself, I'm right back to where I was before I lost all the weight. Yeah. Granted, nobody else sees that. But I do. 
because that internal like, like when you get used to seeing yourself at a certain size you kind of always see yourself at that certain size yep and it's the same if you move through a community that's super value especially su- the value is placed on thinness yeah or like thin and muscular or thin you know it's like there's a there's that value placed on thinness and it's like i'm a woman i'm black i'm a queer person right also i'd like to eat and relax kiss but my ass the ideal body type is a megan the stallion is a alexis sky is a, and it's like most of these girls that y'all idolize have had so much sky. surgery they don't even recognize themselves. That's the okay, and let's be there. And it not, is right there. Not that because a lot of people have way. surgery and haven't had that conversation. That hey, I had these things to modify my body, exactly. And yes, now I'm this quote unquote ideal body type, but I went through a certain level of surgeries to have this done to me. And there's so nothing wrong this with image that, that people can't have even surgery, fucking live up to unless they get the surgery too. If you want to have your surgery, get your surgery because I've already been talking. Y'all know I've been talking about going to go get my body done. I don't care right. about that. But I think that when you get to somebody that's not as conceited as I am, because <laughs> y'all know how I feel about myself. Shit, I'm a bad bitch in any sense. She's killing herself. <sighs> Feeling ourselves. <laughs> who hasn't gone through life the way I have and is not as conceited as I am? Because it took time to get here, but I'm here and y'all gonna have to fucking deal with it. But it's like everybody doesn't realize that a lot of these people, these body types they look at, isn't realistic because it's not realistic for the people they're looking at. You know what I'm saying? Right. They paid for that. Right. And it's like, the, these people are like killing themselves with to achieve it with this all this bullshit getting their asses pumped this body type that's not realistic for anybody right you got a lot of you got a fair amount of like cisgendered straight women and even lesbian well just mm-hmm. cisgender women in general who will go to the trans women to get pumped and trans yeah. women pumping themselves um it, one is not healthy not however it at least for me is and how how i perceive it is i want to be in this body that makes me comfortable and i'm willing to do it however it has to be done and within a budget right mm-hmm. so i understand don't do not agree with but understand trans women pumping their bodies with shit right also it's not my business However, these cisgender women are like, oh, okay, well, I want to get my ass done. I like Kay Michelle. Why? Why? Who then had to get it all taken out because that shit was get it all- her. Y'all are going to be walking around and you niggas are going to be looking like Lisa Renner's lips. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Because a, a good portion of these people are in their like early 20s to like mid and late 30s, right? And when you get shit like that done, it's meant for people in their like 50s or 60s, you know? Mm-hmm. When you get that shit done really early, you have to keep it up. And a lot of people don't, don't realize they have to keep it up. And it just makes you look older. Right. It just makes you look older because you haven't invested 
the money into keeping that shit up. It's like me, myself, at 36, after having two babies, I will go get my shit done tomorrow, right? Yeah, but, but you're 36 and have had two babies. I'm 36 and I've had two babies. Yeah. But I wouldn't have got my body done at 22. Your shit's still changing. It That's has, the thing. Has to settle. And y'all like going to go get these BBLs and all this other shit and not giving your body the time to settle and adjust into what it's going to grow. Like. You have so much changing still left to do. Your and body you're going to pick it up later on in life. Just chill out. At least 32. Also, too, none of my business. If you want, you do what you want to do. But you do whatever makes you happy. I just hope y'all doing this shit for the right reason. That's it. Do it for you, not because of some weird societal thing. And I'm saying that somebody who had to get there. Like, I had to work to get there to the point where it's like, if I go get this shit done now, it's for me. But I also ain't ashamed to talk about it either. Because mm-hmm. y'all know, if I go get my shit done tomorrow, guess who's going to be talking about the shit on the podcast next week? Like, Hell yeah. Give a fuck about it. Like, it's like... like you're... I don't, I don't want to sound shady, but you're at that point in life where, like, yeah, your body is had your children. Your body is, is settled. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there isn't very much, like, shift that's going to happen as opposed to being young. Like 18, exactly. 19. Like, oh, like, what the fuck? Okay, let's do emotional check-in. Because it, it ain't my business. It's not. Y'all do what makes y'all happy, but just do it for you, not for And it. just please be it's smart about it. Anybody else. And definitely not for the fucking gram. Fuck the gram. Because Instagram is bigoted and homophobic. Because that bitch, when every time I try and do a story rant, this bitch, 30 seconds in, decides, oh, bitch, you're done. And That's I have to put up two or three is, other Your ass be going on these oh. long ass rants, and the stories are only thirty seconds. Do it real. You at least. I know. <laughs> I've been at a war That's talking about Mark Zuckerberg is bigoted or IGTV. Do a real or IGTV because a real. Well, I didn't know. I just thought it was doing it to me. No, that's just how long the time is. They want you to do reels and IGTV. <laughs> Well, I've been screaming about Instagram being racist, which it still is. It is racist. But maybe for not for this reason. It's racist because it suppresses black and brown creatives all the time. But that's yeah. The, as that's does not, any app, but as all yeah. that. We're trying to protect you. Fuck you. If you were trying to protect me, you would get these bigoted bastards off your app. But that's it's private business. Do what you want. But the emotional check-in. I don't know. Aaron, you started a new job. Where you at? Whoop, 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 whoop. I started a new job. And when I tell you my mood has been lifted, like, um, so, you know, now, now that I have done multiple jobs over many years, I am, I still take everything with caution, right? Mm-hmm. But going into this new job, after dealing with the emotional struggle of leaving my last job, um, I do feel like continually lifted in that way. Um, so that's that's good. However, um, when I left my old job, um, I was I was in a space where I was just like, okay, I'm leaving this job. I don't want to have nothing to do with nobody that I used to work with. Um, I had drinks with a few of my former coworkers that I didn't work with directly, but I did know 
and they have also decided to leave that particular workplace yeah because we were talking and quite honestly you know i don't want to dwell on it and name any names or anything i'm the i'm the type of person where it's just like i don't want to throw anybody under the bus but if you try to throw me under the bus then we will have an issue um i this particular employer there's people leave for different reasons you can't really say everybody left for the same the exact same reason however the one commonality is that all the people that are leaving are people of color and all the people all the people of color who are leaving felt stifled or stymied in some way that wait a minute though this is an organization that's supposed to be telling stories of people of color Uh it is it's i mean it's supposed to be advocating for people of color at every particular level however the people in management who are people of color that are leaving the organization all have the same all have a similar story of just like i do not feel like i i feel like i'm either my labor is not compensated in a way that i feel like i deserve compared to our white counterparts or or we are being used as faces and tokens of diversity at this organization and not being supported in the way that we should. Therefore, we are leaving. Um, Is whenever you hear about a person of color leaving an organization, it's usually like a blatant racism or or blatant attack, right? It's just like somebody says something at work, somebody did this, somebody did that. In in this particular instance, it's more of just like, okay, I've been giving my labor and, and, and the emotions that are tied to it to you all and I'm not seeing any fruits of this, right? So like, I don't, what is this doing to me professionally? What is this doing to my, my mental well-being? What is this doing to this? What is this doing to this? Why are we talking about diversity and portraying our organization as, 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 as that, yet, all, yet literally every employee of color is feeling stressed out and burnt out because um, we're trying to we're trying to be do our jobs and support this organization, and yet we don't get the support in return. So uh, it was an interesting Kiki last week. We all <laughs> we, we all commiserated and and whatnot, and I I struggled for a long time because I was just like, did I burn a bridge? Did I do the wrong thing? You know, whatever. But having talked with a lot of other people that were in my situation. I felt like I made the right choice. And then taking that and then going into my new situation, I'm just like, okay, I'm good now. Like, okay, I'm good. So this is a lesson learned. I hate that. I really do hate the fact that um, people of color, but Black people especially, do have to like go through these trials and tribulations to, to, (laughs) to, especially when we, and especially when we see like white men, especially fail upward right like yeah like you never see you like I look at all I look at literally like I've been knowing people for like 10 20 years now that I started off with and none of the white people in my field have had nearly as many complications in their career as in as any of the black people I work with I was talking with another another black gay male friend of mine who we both came up through the same program or whatever and he moved to the west coast but he left a very toxic situation that he was stuck in for years i was in my situation for one year he was in a toxic newsroom for like six or seven years and we were talking like back and forth comparing our little stories and it's just like why us 
why why us is 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 always like whatever so i do yeah. maybe have to go through that but you know um you know i'm just snatching my little bit of happiness let's just say that yeah and plus your new position is like it is top it dog is. nigga top it's, dog it's, nigga it's what 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 old boys a little 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 I, I, i'm gonna sound so old but you know the rapper with the little jewel in his in, in his forehead. He's like, it's only my third day out here. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, little jewel. It's only my third day out here. That's what it's like, oh, Uzi. It's like, okay. Yeah. I, I'm familiar I'm, with him. I couldn't even say it. <laughs> like, I was going to sound so little Uzi who? who? <laughs> yeah, no, because it's like little Uzi, little cozy, little toilet cozy. I enjoy little Uzi and his shoulders and his Steven Universe implant in his head. I enjoy him. I'm okay, because his child, all my friends are dead. Okay, well. You know, these kids are depressed. These oh, kids are depressed. But I'm also, but uh, kind of segueing back, I'm happy you're not. And I'm happy you got the job, the position that you do. And you fucking deserve it, nigga. You do. Yeah, but now yes, you do. this one right here is just gonna be all over the place. <laughs> you don't let your ass have it. How you feeling, Siobhan? Um I don't know. It's been weird. Um this last weekend or half or so, I felt that spirit of depression creeping back up on me and I've been trying to fight that off. Well, you know, Mercury's, Mercury's drinking Gatorade. I know. It's been, it, it, it's, it's been kicking my ass, honestly. Like, it's, it, it's been like just a lot of unexplained sadness that I can't, I can't shake even through, and it's not like, nothing's happening, right? Like, it's not like anything in my life is going on. It's just, you know how that shit creeps up on you and it just be there. And it's just like, well, fuck. Now we yeah. gotta deal with this. And then, the, and I, um, I made the decision to step away from one of my podcasts. So today was my last episode with that one. See, I recorded my last episode with that podcast and it was kind of like, so, you know, well, last episode for however long. I may go back. I may not. Who the fuck knows? But it's just, oof, depression is a bitch. And yeah. that hoe will come out of nowhere and be on your back. Like, yep. it's just... Should I be like that auntie that put shrimp in a potato salad. Yeah, like, it's just been... Here we are. You know, and I had that, I had a root canal today, so my face hurts, but even, like, I woke up this morning, couldn't get out the bed, and I'm just laying in the bed, because it was too much to get out. So, are you, have you thought about, like, trying to find a therapist? Oh, I, I talk to a therapist all the time. Okay, good. I definitely, like, text her, like, ooh, bitch, it's oof. Yeah. Here we are. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Miss Trenchbold is here. That's what I call it. Uh, yeah. It, you know, it's just so I've been talking to her, you know, and we've been kind of going back and forth. But 
I haven't had about like this in a while. The last one was right at the beginning of like the lockdown and everything. Cause it was just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, I don't know. I got laid off from my fucking job. I don't know what, you know, it was just like so many questions in the air before I even started doing all this other shit and like making money from doing other shit. I was just like, well, how the fuck am I going? Cause y'all know me, I've never not made money, right? Yeah. So it's just like, when all that shit happened, this is what I was trying to explain to somebody else I know. Up until March of last year, I've always had a regular job. Yeah. A pretty good job too. So getting laid off and then trying to have to like figure it out. Like I've never had to do that. And I think just kind of the consistent go, go, go of the last year is starting to like hit me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's been like, well, bitch, you don't have that job no more. Like you don't have your good job no more. So you have to make a coin. So I've been like hustling and going and going and going and going and going and not even taking the time like to even sleep properly. Yeah. So you got to take some time to be present. You know, like we do this shit at 11 o'clock at night, but but it's just 12, it's almost 1230. But it's like we get off here and I do another two hours worth of shit. Yeah. Like I never go right to bed. I don't think I get to I get to bed before 3 a.m. literally any night, but I get up at six. Yeah. So I've never taken the time to just kind of exist, even though I tell everybody else that I've never done it. And I think it's just kind of this year of just kind of going is catching up with me. And I think that's why this miserable bitch has settled herself in. You got to put a pause on stuff. Give yourself time to reset. And that's why I said I had to step away from at least one of the podcasts. And I had to kind of streamline and decide what's important. Yeah. Well, it's good that you're like streamlining, but you definitely do need to like rest and be present and take quiet time. Yeah, I don't have time for that shit. I got two kids. I know that's that's why it's even more important. Though it's like I have two kids, and if I don't hustle, I don't I don't make money, right? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes it's okay to do nothing. That's the thing. You know what? Doing nothing is still doing something. Yeah. That was something I had to learn. Like, I'm still doing something. I'm just still learning that. Like, I get productivity guilt. Same. Real bad, right? So I'm still learning that it's okay to have a day where you're not doing anything. Yeah. And I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. Girl, yeah. kick the kids out, literally. Kick the kids out the house, take your bra off, let your titties fly free, and lay on the floor. There's never a time where my kids aren't with me. Girl, put these niggas on the front porch. Get these niggas <laughs> some push pops. They'll be a That's box of push pops. And Who I tell people get an hour. Get that pool up, pool, pool. <laughs> And some uh, holes with some water. Let me know. <laughs> I tell people all the time, and y'all both know, there's never a time my kids aren't with me. Even yeah. when I be in here recording, y'all will see my kids fall through the door at any I was about time. to say, yeah, we see her falling. There's never a time my kids aren't with me. Girl, put them kids outside, push pops, a hose, some water, some shit, and lay on the floor with your titties out and just say, you know what? I'm going to be. <laughs> 
Get these little niggas a key. Say, you know what? Let yourselves in. I but that's just it. Baby. My anxiety won't let me do that. When yeah. my kids aren't I'll... in my sight, I'm so fucking anxious that I can't even. No, that's fair. That's it don't fair. matter who they with. Yeah. If my kids are right in front of my eyes, I'm so anxious. And honestly, they're too young for the get out my face. I mean, the little one is, the big one isn't. No, she's still too young. I would, I wouldn't say get out my face. That I fucking store by myself, like that was a different day and age, and that was, it was, that was reckless, honestly. No, it was. You know what I mean? Tell my mom all the time. I was like, all of y'all suck, and I don't know how we lived. Remember, we we also grew up in a day and age so. Drink water out of the hose outside. We also grew up in a day and age where, like, grandparents would send you to the store with a note on your chest and twenty dollars, like, give me a a pack yeah, of cigarettes and a pint say, of cyanide. Have to show ID to buy cigarettes, like, no, they would say cigarettes and a pint at eight years old, or even better. And maybe this this could have been just my family, but I doubt it. When they time. would send you to the store with a note. Yeah, it's like your chest. No, but it's like I'll pay you Friday for these things. Oh yeah, and like you can get this shit and then like take the money back later. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We grew uh, like it was. We also had like concrete playgrounds. I was gonna say concrete for no reason. You could walk the entire like neighborhood unsupervised, right? Mm -hmm. You just had to be back before the street lights were on. Yeah. I just want to say real quick. Reckless. Um, productivity guilt is a byproduct of capitalism. Yeah. Oh, um, I now now I haven't I won't say I've never thought about it, but I am just thinking twice about our relationship to labor and work um, in a way that I have not had to think about it before. Uh, late, mainly because a lot of it was just me being like, well, you need a job to live and therefore mm-hmm. you are your job, right? Yeah, that's your um, whole identity. It's what you do, not who you are. Yeah. These past few, I'll say these past few months especially, but just let, really when the pandemic started, um, I have realized that um the you know this this non-stop like you have to be productive otherwise you're wasting your day you mm-hmm. have to be do you ha- always have to be doing something there's no time off you have to earn your time off no mm-hmm. like, I, I am saying to myself and it, and I'm still not there yet I'm, I'm not even gonna lie like I'm not like all the way there yet but um it's okay to do nothing like, yeah you the world will not 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 even just the productivity part of it it's just the world will not fall apart if you take a day off yeah like the world will keep moving um not even in the capitalist sense like the world will literally keep moving like (laughs) like Mm -hmm. grass will continue to grow rain will continue to fall oceans will continue to have waves fish will continue to swim like (laughs) unless at least until god unleashes the plagues oh well we got we got again but (laughs) yeah because cicadas are locusts aren't they probably not cicadas and locusts are closely related but they are not one of the same close enough 
as somebody <laughs> who lived in an area that cicadas are rampant because they're overtaking Ohio right now and I'm glad I'm not there let the motherfuckers stay in Ohio overtaking like niggas can't stay see out there one field the funny thing, I called my mom yesterday and like the cicadas were so goddamn loud she had to go in the house I couldn't even hear her that is disgusting and terrifying. Let them stay in Ohio. You go in the yard at my house in Ohio, you go back in the yard, all you hear is cicadas all year. Uh, yeah. I hate that sound. <laughs> but we get fish flies, so we uh, we have that for a week. Yeah, but you only have them fish flies for like a couple of weeks and then they leave. The cicadas... Not even a couple of weeks, just like a week. Yeah. The cicadas, cicadas be there. Just I was say, people are making recipes with the cicadas. I didn't see yeah, you can eat those them. Like people deep frying these, putting putting Cajun sauce on it. You can eat it. the cicadas. I'm okay. I have that. me myself. I've had a chocolate covered cicada. It was actually pretty good. I'm good. Um, but yeah, it's a thing. And you know, that's white people out here foraging anything they can eat and trying to make it gourmet. But if you live in a cicada, gourmet. if you live in a cicada area, you end up with a lot. A lot of dead cicadas around you. So like, that is disgusting. So cicadas, that is making my skin cicadas itch. can't be too far down the food chain from like a, I'm okay. any, any kind of lobster or crustacean that we I'm eat. I'm okay. I mean, know, I've pepper, also eaten chocolate covered grasshoppers and shit of that nature. I'm good. Because shrimp and Although I'm allergic to seafood, I will eat a chocolate I'm covered okay on sh- <laughs> I'll eat some shrimp, but crab and lobster. But I'm okay. mostly so one of there. Shrimp is a sea roach. Like it's a sea roach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Ain't, ain't that far off on the. Family. I'm allergic to seafood, so I don't eat that. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. We don't need you anywhere, girl. Red lobster, bitch. You no. You know, I've, no never way been I've never been inside a red lobster. Yeah. No, been, girl, because you will die. I know people say they serve other shit. But I've never been inside of one. No, because you will die. I had never tasted tasted a red lobster biscuit until like a year ago. No, you know why? And it's because I made them. You will die. Yes, <laughs> you knew that nobody touched a shrimp and or lobster or crab and then touched the biscuit. Yeah, because that's what niggas do in restaurants. Let's be honest. All right. Aaron, you remember when we went to Red Lobster, paid all that money for the most sugary ass drinks, and it was like sorely, it was kind of disappointing. Yep, but it was fun. <laughs> it, it was, was fun. <laughs> okay, so Lauren and Alex went to Red Lobster, right? And Lauren asked for a tequila sunrise. If I remember correctly, Lauren asked for a tequila sunrise, and this bitch came back with tequila and uh, cranberry juice. Oh, good. Oh, no, it wasn't even tequila. It wasn't even tequila. That was what the cackle was. It was rum and cranberry juice. (laughs) And she did it. Not only she did do it once, but she did it twice. She fucked her drink up like sorely twice. And Lord didn't say anything. And I was like, well, yeah, bitch, she was giving you the pairing. She was just curating your experience. How much did you leave in tip? (laughs) Because she gave you a curated experience in red lobster <laughs> oh, just to jump back just a bit before we continue with the emotional checking because this shit just happened and it's too funny for me not to bring it whatever somebody named lauren wolf don't know who that is but she tweeted how is it that iced tea never gets any better on sbu 
Ice-T then responded and said, how is it that your pussy smell worse every day? Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Mr. Ice English Breakfast needs to sit his old ass down. He needs no, to relax. That's, no, that's, that's who he is, though. Like, that's that is, who he is. All the way but you would think that why at this you, point, like he you, wouldn't have control of his shit. Go after Ice T, like no, like, because he's not letting anybody else control that shit. Why would she keep playing with him? Come on, we know who a, who Finn Tutuola is. You know he was going to hit below. He's been hitting below the belt for forty years now. Ice T, right? For a long time. We know okay. what he do. I don't know why people act like. <laughs> so we, speaking of I'm Ice not T, expecting no Oscars from him, no Oscar Emmy yeah. nominated no. them lines gonna be stilted but we still gonna get into it because <laughs> I love Ice-T on SVU he, okay, so speaking of Ice-T, he and Coco are hosting a pay-per-view boxing match yes <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> where Lamar Odom is fighting Aaron Carter. Yes. And um, what the fuck is his name? What's his name? Damn. I just want to call him the Professor Ass Whoopings because the woman who reviews Love and Hip Hop calls him like, is he the Professor Ass Whoopings or the CEO of Ass Whoopings? Something like that. Um, he's fighting Peter. He's fighting Peter Guns. With special guests, um, Rich Dallas. All these niggas is part of Queep Squad. What the fuck is his name? Can you see? The light skin one. That ain't helping. All right. Well, that, well, so much for that. Damn. What the <laughs> fuck is this nigga's name? Because he was trash. And he was dating Daryl Strawberry's daughter on Love and Hip Hop. What? No. Yes. I don't know who. It- Diamond and Diamond was a whole ass fool, a fool. I miss Daryl Strawberry's daughter being on Love and Hip Hop because it was only for one season. And he put the, I'm sure her daddy put the kibosh on that. He already says, like, look here, these things already know I'm a crackhead. <laughs> that's, that's so awful. <laughs> these things know I'm a crackhead. You can't be out here acting a buffoon. We already got enough on our name. Get your black ass off of this Mona Me production. What the fuck is his name? It's not Carlos. Siobhan! <laughs> Damn, what is his name? It's going to piss me off. Okay, nonetheless. Um, all three of them were in Love and Hip Hop New York. It was uh, Rich Dollars, Peter Guns, and the Light Skin Nigga. Um, listeners, please let us know who the Light Skin Nigga was. He was, he was Latino, <laughs> but he always had a thing for Black girls. I can't think of his name. He was trash. Anyway, um, so I'm okay. I'm annoyed. Um, mainly just like work shit. But for the most part, I'm okay. Um, me, God willing, we can get this together. And I have to email them tomorrow. Um, God willing, me and a friend are going to, do, uh, going to put a pop-up together where she does food and I do music. Um, and for those of you, if you want to know what the inspiration and feel is, there's one song that I've been listening to, like in my own private time on repeat, 
that it's the exact it's the exact feel and vibe that I'm going for. Um, hold on, where is it? Where are you? It's called um, "Don't Be Afraid" by DJ Spin with Ziggy Funk and Gary Hudgens, and it is a super heavy piano um, house song, and it it just sounds like it sounds like a family reunion, you know. Um, so listen to that, and that will get you the vibe that we're going for with this. So I'm just like, that's the next, hopefully, God willing, big thing. Because if this works out, we were talking about doing a skating party with a food pop-up, which would really fucking bang. Um, but blessings are falling. What is it? Cisco! That's his name! What? i just it just clicked cisco (laughs) it was cisco peter guns and rich dollars and cisco and peter guns are in a boxing match coming up no and i think it's like hosted by deb anthony anthony it's like coco i I see a deb anthony it's like all the niggas shit bitch can I go to bed? Lamar Odom is boxing Aaron Carter. I can't do this. I can I go to bed? Like, <laughs> what is this crackhead shit? No, I'm good. <laughs> Let's go to sleep. We're All done. right, y'all. Um, that's gonna wrap up uh blacks like us. Uh somebody please pay for, for the pay-per-view and tell us in the comments how this fight goes. Because you I'm, know this shit gonna be trash, but well, just much like the uh John Logan, Logan Paul, Paul John, whatever the fuck that white boy is. <laughs> Jake Paul, Jake Paul, Jake Paul. Jake Logan. Look, one of them went into the suicide the, forest and thought it was funny. Logan Paul was in the suicide forest. Oh, okay. Which they're all the same to me. Trash, so. They're all the same to me. They're one brothers. of them collects Pokemon trash. cards, and that's the reason why Pokemon has become more expensive. So fuck you for that. And I hope Floyd Mayweather whipped your ass, but from what I've seen, Apparently, you niggas just had a hug. Floyd, I'm just No, I mean, Floyd, it's an exhibition match, so he wasn't going to fight that hard, no way. Well, I feel like Floyd just couldn't read the script. Good night. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a good night. And, and remember, not only is R. Kelly an illiterate, but it's no, Floyd. Stop. Follow us on Instagram at Black Psychos. You done had me fucked up and said the wrong damn thing. At Black Psychos, at Lee from the underscore D, at Shay's Media Diary, at Aaron K. Foley. Follow us. Give us, you know, like, share, comment, follow. We'll put clips of the video up because he's on some bullshit. So I'm going to go to bed. I'm drunk, y'all, and I'm like, I'm drunk and I'm choosing violence. I've had too much tequila and I want cheese puffs. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Bye, y'all. Hi, everybody. Next time. Choose violence.